Today I'm going to talk about large intestine. Large intestine. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Large intestine have four walls. A four layers. The four the wall have four layers. Okay. The important features it have many cribs and no villi. Mm, and then it have mucosal epithelium which contain more goblet cells and fewer exotic cells than in small intestine. So intestine, small intestine have um, less goblet cells but more exotic cells because small intestine function to exot nutrients. But for large intestine, it have more goblet cells and fewer exotic cells than in small intestine also occasionally it have enteroendocrine cells for the outer layer it is a longitudinal layer of muscularis externa which consists of three bands where large intestine directly in contact with other structure the outer layer is adventitia elsewhere is typical serosa on the distal portion of the rectum the adventitia uh, is lined with stratified squamous epithelium we have next is appendix. Appendix is thin finger-like growth of the cecum. The structure of appendix is similar to large intestine, but it have um, developed muscularis mucosa and external. To distinguish the feature, appendix um, appendix is highly developed, highly developed lymphatic tissue which extend from the mucosa and the submucosa. It has numerous lymphatic nodules and diffuse lymphatic tissue uh, also have follicles which the diffuse lymphatic tissue is called follicles and all four layers are thinner compared to the large intestine so although it is the structure is similar to large intestine it have thinner layers compared to large intestine next we have rectum Rectum is also known as is no is equal to colon, but with fewer creeps and greater in depth, so it's like the large intestine, but it has fewer creeps and greater in depth. The inner canal is constricted part, and the continuation of rectum with longitudinal folds which join each other to form anal valve. The epithelium is from simple columnar to simple cuboidal as far as anal valve. From distal to anal valve, it is stratified squamous, non-keratinized. So it is non-keratinized to avoid dryness. But epithelium at the anus is stratified and squamous keratinized to make it waterproof epithelium. Or the epidermis, it's outside the body, the anus part. And then we have lamina propria of the rectum. It is composed of fibroelastic co connective tissue, which contains sebaceous glands, hair follicles, and large veins. It may become distended and form hemorrhoids if any pathological happen. And then we have muscularis mucosa, is typical. And then submucosa of rectum is composed of dense, irregular fibroelastic connective tissue and has large veins and may form hemorrhoids too. And then we have muscularis externa of rectum. It is built from smooth muscles with inner layer circular 
which form the internal anal sphincter muscle. The next layer is adventitia. Adventitia, adventitia attach the anus to the surrounding structure. The external anal sphincter is composed of skeletal muscle whose superficial and deep layers invest anal canal. Its muscle fiber are in continuous zones, thus maintaining the anal orifice closed. Its degree of zone is under the voluntary control, permitting permitting restriction of the feces or defecation. So you can control the anal orifice whether it's closed or it's open. That is the end of the elementary canal. The next topic I'm going to talk about is salivary glands. And it starts from pancreas. Maybe. No, it starts from the salivary glands. Why? See ya.